Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. And instead of talking about how we're growing <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about how we're growing this year. Yeah, we decided to skip that question because it's a little redundant because this episode, our over the hill episode number 40, mm-hmm. which feels really crazy. We were talking about before we started the recording, how crazy it is that this is our 40th episode. Mm-hmm. That feels insane. Yeah. So we are going to start this podcast off with how are you rating this year on a scale of one to 10? I love this actually in my personal life, sometimes do this by category of like parts of my life. Mm-hmm. So just, I feel like it's a good baseline. Like how are things doing overall? But yeah. I actually had a really good year. I know that that sometimes when I think about the pandemic and like how hard it's been for other people, I feel a little guilty about it, but I had a really mm-hmm. great year. I think I would yeah. say that I'm at an eight. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. What about you? I, well, really quick, I just want to say also, this is a fun question, like making people put something on a scale of one to 10 or like one to five or something like that is a motivational interviewing technique because then when they answer, like if they say like, oh, it's kind of a six, then you can say, oh, why not a three? Because then it forces them to think about uh, like what are the positives yeah. Um, and why they chose that number. Cool. So just a little hot tip for anybody out there that wants to use some motivational interviewing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's always fun to like reflect on things in like a grander scale. I would say this year has been pretty good also. Like I feel like, yes, obviously we're still feeling the impacts of the pandemic, but I think this summer, at least, things started to like open up a little bit more, and we got to do some things and celebrate some things that we didn't get to do in 2020 and had to put off. And so, yeah, I would say, I would say the same, like seven, eight, somewhere, somewhere in that neighborhood for sure. Nice. What would you say was one area that was really great, and what was an area of your life that might need a little attention? I would say. Getting to see a lot more people in 2021 was like a very awesome area, especially like I got so many visitors this year, which like somehow feels so long ago, but it technically was this year. Not it just really like, a, feel it was just like, like a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it was fun to kind of like share like where I'm living now and like the state of Oregon and getting to like show that off to all all the visitors that came was really fun. And just like getting to like myself get to like do some stuff. And I know like we talked about on our travel episode with you, like getting to do things that I hadn't done before. Oregon Anna is really great. She's pretty, pretty awesome. Thank you so much. Highly recommend. Yeah. Any visitors come on out. Happy to take you. Best months are between uh, May and October, but do whatever you want. Yeah. So I think that was probably the most exciting. I think the other thing, even though work has been very stressful this year, I've been in one place. Whereas previously, my other two years working out here, I've been like all over the place aside from obviously during 2020, I was mostly just sitting on my couch, but managing a lot of different schools uh, and like sets of kids and people, which part of me really enjoys. Like I like getting to 
meet lots of different people and see how different schools do things. And I get to work with kids from like different walks of life, which is always fun and like educational and interesting for me. But it also is hard to like build like a community where I'm always like running around and I'm like, oh, I met you, I think once, but I forget your name or like, hey, if this kid needs help, I'm here on Wednesday. So hope he has a hard day that day because that's the day I'm here to help. <laughs> um, so it's been nice to just kind of like be in one place and I don't have to work on Fridays. So <laughs> that's obviously an enormous bonus. <laughs> well, you say that, but you work really hard Monday through Thursday. And also that's true. I feel like a lot of your work has fallen onto Friday. So that's true. <laughs> That's You're true. Not supposed yeah. to work Fridays, but <laughs> it's been yeah, it has been a hard year uh, in that way, which leads me to your second question of like, what are areas that needs some attention? I think in regards to work, I like all educators in this world like are struggling, and so I think learning how to set better boundaries with work would be helpful to me, and like holding people accountable more. I don't know. I like, I, I feel empathetic towards people and I understand that it has been really hard, but it's so frustrating when things fall back on me because somebody else like didn't follow through with something they were supposed to follow through on. Yeah. Like that happened just this week. And then I had to like kind of lie to, I guess I didn't have to, but I chose to protect the teacher from a parent and I just felt icky about it. Cause I was like, this is like, I, I don't know. People aren't perfect and I get that, but it was just a frustrating thing. So, um, and I'm, I'm not comfortable with holding people accountable. So that was probably a little bit of a cop out for me as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think those are my answers I'm in a very roundabout way. Okay. What about you? What, what areas have been the best and what areas have been a little lacking? I would say that an area that's been really awesome is I feel like I have really grown in my competence and my intuition and like my gut feelings. Mm -hmm. And that's been really nice. I just feel like I can trust the ideas and like instincts that I have in ways that I haven't been able to previously, which is very comforting, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And an area that I feel like maybe needs a little love, I think, with my platonic relationships, I haven't figured out coming out of quarantine, like how I want to handle maintaining friendships and things like that, mm -hmm. like scheduling and finding ways to connect with people that feel good to me and like not burdensome. So that's something that I'm keeping an eye on for sure. Yeah. I love both of those things. Okay. Well... What would you say like the theme of this year was for you? Like what was this year about? I really love this question. This isn't something I've thought about before. Yeah, this is – and I know we're going to talk about this, but this is like one of the things I love about doing our podcast. But I feel – I you know, this wasn't like an intentional thing in that like I was like, oh, this is going to be the theme of this year, which I kind of like the idea of. So I'm like maybe for 2022, maybe I'll have like a theme. I mean growth obviously mm -hmm. I think is a theme for us in general. So that definitely was on my mind a lot, but I feel like more intentional connections. Like I feel like 2020 was just so hard. Like I, our friend group made so much effort like in 2020 to like connect and, but it was, I think it was easier because everybody was, everybody was sitting at home. Like there wasn't anything else to do. So I think like that way of connecting 
and finding ways um, was great. But then I think as things started to return to some semblance of a new life, like, yeah, like you were saying, like you have to, you have to change your approach and make different efforts. And I think being out here for kind of like my first year that I was really able to explore Portland, because you know, when we moved to downtown Portland, like the world shut down three months later. So there wasn't a whole lot of exploring happening. And so I think just making it more of a point and an effort to like make friendships here and, but also like connect with my um, tried and true beloved friends back in North Carolina. That's so fun. Love that. Is tried and true a rude thing to say? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> After I said it, I was like, wait, does that sound bad? No. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. What about you? Well, okay. So for one, I'm probably going to repeat this like 12 times over the course of this podcast based on my notes. But at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, I was having health issues. And mm-hmm. I think that when I was going through it, I didn't really internalize how much it was affecting me. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I am pretty like solidly into the healing process. I wouldn't say that I'm like completely finished, but I can't yeah. sleep like six hours in a row, which should not be a big deal, but it is. Yeah, and, it's huge for you. Yeah. And I don't think I realized how much it was affecting me. So now that I can like really see the difference, I can I can just tell how much better things are. And I know that there's, you know, even more improvements I can make, but right. I feel like... Like maybe seven hours of sleep. Right. <laughs> or like not waking up at all and like just getting, you know, which happens sometimes actually. It does yeah. happen. Um just sleeping straight through the night is a blessing that you never think about until you mm-hmm. can do it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say healing as like part of my deconditioning process, I actually feel like that has been a little bit hand in hand just with like all of the unlearning, all of the parts of me that I don't want to be anymore. I think that mm-hmm. I really actually believe that a lot of my physical issues were because I was trying to do things in a way that's not natural t- for me as a person. Yeah. Um, And the other thing that I feel like was a theme for me, and actually this might not even apply to just this year, but maybe the past couple of years, I heard on a podcast earlier this week, somebody said that waiting is the act of readiness, like Mm -hmm. in the waiting, that's you getting ready. It's not like a, a period of stagnation. It's actually your body and your energy preparing you for whatever is coming next. And I was yeah. like, wow, that is just, that's profound. Like that is, yeah, that's it. It's powerful. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that was really a theme for me this year, waiting as the act of readiness. Yeah. I love that. And that's such a good like perspective shift. It is. Yeah. I feel like I am a very impatient person, especially in regards to like my personal trajectory. Like mm-hmm. I have no patience internally for things. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've actually gotten very good at being content in the like in between parts, which is a real feat for me. And I think actually that was just like a big learning that I needed to have to move forward. I love that. Wow. So beautiful. (laughs) And this year we got to start a podcast, which is amazing. And I want to hear about how that has impacted you and how you've grown through the process over the course of the year. Cause I feel like it was right about this time last year that we started. 
Yeah, this is like when we yeah started to like record and like put our outlines together. Like we had been working on it obviously for like a couple months beforehand. Slowly, like what are we going to name it? And like what is the logo and right, like yeah. all of that type of stuff. But yeah, this is really when we actually started recording. Man, <laughs> I don't know that I would go back to those first days. Honestly, like <laughs> there are so many technical issues. Yeah, it was definitely uh, a learning curve. But gosh, I feel like we've. I feel like we crushed it. I'm really proud of where we are and like how, honestly, I'm proud we stuck to it because I feel like both of us are very kind of laissez-faire about the whole thing. And I am just very happy that we have continued to do it and I enjoy doing it. And I am very happy that we don't give a shit about what what the outcome is. We just enjoy the process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's funny that you say that because I was thinking today, like, did you think that we would do it this long? Like when we started, did you have any thoughts about how long we would keep this up? I don't think I had any expectations, but I think if I had thought about it, then I would have known that in general, I don't enjoy doing things for, like, I think I would have expected myself to want some sort of outcome like Mm -hmm. tracking statistics or like listens or whatever i for those of you listening literally never look at our stats like yeah same i am and sometimes people ask yeah and then we're like we have (laughs) i'm like i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah we just make it for the fun of making it and like talking to each other and stuff yeah and i think that's great yeah i agree Okay. How has this impacted me? Gosh, a lot of ways that I probably don't even know, but a few of the ways that I thought about and wrote down. One is that it has helped me like form opinions about things that I had never thought much about before. Wow. Um, because it, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, well, we're going to talk about this. So I need to think about what I think about it before yeah. I, <laughs> before I say something. So that's really cool. And I think. Maybe the best one or the most impactful has been helping me process like my own feelings about some topics that I've maybe avoided thinking about Mm. um, or have maybe given like a little bit of thought to in the past, but then just kind of been like, "Uh, I don't know, like I'll figure it out when it feels time or whatever. And I know I've said this before, but it's – or we've talked about it before, like it's so interesting that we often – disagree. I don't know. It's like we don't disagree, but we do like, I don't know. So being open to different viewpoints and like hearing your perspective has taught me a lot. Um, yeah, I think it's just different perspectives. Cause even just hearing you say that about having to like formulate your opinions, that is so cool to me and also not something I ever considered before. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's I think just, we both do that for each other. Yeah. It's fun to see our brains like come together from different different sides and be like, oh, mm, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I like that. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, learning from each other has been super fun. And like, I mean, obviously we have like outstanding chemistry and we're very close and all that. But I mean, like we talk to each other so much now where we didn't before. Like not yeah. that we, when we were with each other, we would talk a lot, but we weren't with each other super often and we didn't like G chat, which we're not, we don't really G chat a whole lot still now. But, but we it's still because talk when, to each other for like it's two because hours when, every other week. So. Yeah, it's because when we get on a call with each other, we spend the first 45 minutes catching up and then <laughs> random parts throughout the episode that you have to cut out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's actually one of the things that I put on my list too. It's like a relationship expander for you and I, which has been really amazing. Um, yeah. 
And honestly, probably a relationship expander like outside of us because I feel like there are things like I'll tell Taylor about or when he listens or like with Seb, like he's probably – he learns things about me that he didn't know before that I wouldn't think to talk to him about or whatever or like people that listen learn things about us or like we both have gotten random text messages about – um from people being like, oh, I heard this in your episode and thought yeah. this, this, Gosh, and this. I love those. Yeah. That's I know. Because I feel like yeah. you and I are having conversations that we would normally have, which is amazing. But the best mm-hmm. part is when other people text about those things. And then we also have conversations that we wouldn't normally have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And as a fun little aside, one of my favorite parts <laughs> of doing the podcast is that Seb is our QA guy because he's, you know, Mr. Details. Mm-hmm. And whenever – usually it's a Sunday night when he's listening for it to launch on Monday. And whenever he's listening, I can always hear him giggling throughout parts <laughs> of the house at funny parts of the <laughs> podcast, which is so great because I know that we're funny. <laughs> yes. And it's so cute. <laughs> Thanks, Seb. Our number – maybe our number one supporter. I don't know. He's, he, he's at least listened to every episode. He has. He's listened to every single one. Yeah. All right. What else? Um. What else? Okay. So outside of the fact that I love talking to you, I've also mm-hmm. learned that these types of conversations really fill my cup. And this pot, like podcasting in this format is a way that I can express myself that I don't actually feel embarrassed about later, which is kind of weird to think about, but Back when I had the blog and sometimes when I like look at an Instagram caption that I've written, Mm -hmm. like the writing portion really makes me cringe. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I don't really go back and listen to full episodes of what we are putting out there, but there's not a single episode that we put out that I regret, like anything I've said, I think. Yeah. Um, Which for me is kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was thinking, I feel like one of your things is like something I've heard you say you know, in the course of our friendship, even though I don't ever agree with you, you'll be like, wow, I really put my foot in my mouth on that. Yeah, I do feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Um, And just knowing when and how to share parts of my life in ways that feel good is something that like, mm-hmm. I'm not always, I haven't learned yet, I guess. But it's been nice to know that this is a format that like, I can really stand behind and feel good about. And also, I think this is like a small aside about podcasting specifically, but also maybe a metaphor for life in general. But every time we record the parts of the conversation or the pauses or the transitions that feel awkward to me in the moment are often much less awkward when I mm-hmm. listen back. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. never as bad as I remember them being. And I think yeah. I think for me, that is a life lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like whatever you are experiencing in your head is like maybe not the reality all the right. time. Yeah, like I've yeah. exaggerated the awkwardness in my mind and it's not that bad in real life. Yeah. I think something else that you just said that made me remember something is one of – my friends that listens to this, they've talked a little bit about her, how like brave it is to do this podcast. Um, and like they're, you know, they're just like, wow, it's just like create so courageous that you're like willing to put yourself out there. And I think I hadn't thought about it like that before. I agree. Yeah. I've had but it is say the like same thing to me. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, that was just like a sweet compliment that I wasn't expecting or hadn't like thought about it in that way. Yeah. I also have had people in the past say something like, wow, it's it's incredible that you do something like that. Like I would never know where to start or like know how to do that or, mm-hmm. you know, put myself in that position. Yeah, And I feel like 
I am proud of the fact that we like figured it out and decided yeah. to actually move forward on something that was just like a fun idea and not yeah. anything else. We absolutely like could have called it quits at any moment. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, what are we going to talk about next week? Like, I, don't- <laughs> I know. Yeah, I definitely have those same moments of panic every once in a while. But I feel like when we started it, and I was feel having like a lot of nerves about it, just of like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to talk about myself, <laughs> like you know, um, which is definitely an area of growth for me. Mm-hmm. But I remember I think saying to Taylor, like, I'm gonna give it a year, and if I hate it. We'll just I'll just we'll stop. Like yeah. I'll just tell Bracy I don't want to do it anymore. If Bracy hates it, like she'll just tell me and we'll say, okay, we don't do it anymore. And yeah. that isn't how I feel at all, no. you know, but – and I'm excited to not feel that way. Not that yeah. I thought I would, but it like really doesn't feel like that at all, <laughs> like not even in the neighborhood. That's great. So, yeah. Um, have you made any big shifts this year, like big accomplishments, small changes? I know you've talked a little bit about like health has been a huge one for you. Yeah, I would definitely say health has been probably the most obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, part of the health thing that has been really good and like rewarding for me is the fact that I'm prioritizing myself. Like I'm yeah. specifically like on a day-to-day basis, like I'm remembering to take my vitamins every day, which shouldn't be a big deal, but like consistency is hard for me. Yeah. And I, I think for a while I was a little frustrated with like, I wish my body just worked the way it was supposed to, but now I think mm-hmm. I've reframed it to be like, I'm putting in the work because my body deserves it. Like I, yeah. sh- I, sh- I need this and I should, should put in the work. So that's been good. Um, yeah. I feel like you've had several like mindset shifts, which have been like super helpful to you and helpful for me to hear about them. Cause I'll be like, Oh yeah. Like, like even just hearing you say like, Oh, I want my body to work out is like every once in a while, like pull a muscle in my back or like re-pull something and I like can't walk for a few days and it drives me bonkers. Yeah. But it's like, oh, well, I need to strengthen my core and I need to strengthen my glutes because that's why this keeps happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like and my body deserves it. Like my body, right. you know, it's yelling yeah. at me about something. So. Right. And so instead um, of just being grouchy about how it's not working, I need to like look deeper and focus on, yeah, like what it deserves versus what it's not doing for me. Right. Another thing is I feel like, I think I said this already, but I feel like this is the year that I feel settled and like content and not like I'm chasing after something, which Mm -hmm. I don't think I can properly articulate how nice that is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's just been really good, especially the last few months. Like I just feel like I'm doing all the things that I want to do and, you know, there's things that I want, but I'm not you know, scrambling after trying to get them and just really yeah. good. You're waiting in the readiness. I know. I'm ready. And I'm okay with like the waiting part, which is yeah. so cool. That uh, really is. Bracey, teach us your ways. I feel like this has <laughs> been a three-year-long lesson, so. Um. Well, I know. Whenever you were saying that, I was – when you said like I'm prioritizing myself, I was like, I feel like you've been slowly learning how to do that for the last few years. I agree. I 100% agree with that. Um, and I feel like this year is the year that I finally got it. Like I've been working towards – I feel like the deconditioning specifically, like unlearning all of the – mechanisms that I was taught that were actually Mm -hmm. hurting me has been, it's really truly been like a three or four year process at this point. Yeah. And I feel like I'm actually like towards the end of it, which is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that Um, for you. (laughs) Yeah. I put a note on here about working with Debbie because obviously she's the best. Gosh. Yeah. And actually 
I put some specifics on here because I feel like when you say that you're working with somebody who's in any type of support position, it like Mm -hmm. sounds great, but what is that actually doing for you? But I feel like there are like tangible things. For example, I don't knee jerk cry at things really anymore. Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of a few and far between strong reaction from me. Whereas before, sometimes if I was any type of emotional, I would just start to cry. Yeah. Which is nice. (laughs) I'm not just as all tears. I feel like my self-doubt is improved. I don't know. It's just everybody needs to be in some sort of like therapy support something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I even, I can see like such a huge difference in you through this computer screen (laughs) since like the beginning of this year, like thinking back to like the first half of this year compared, like it's just everything about you is lighter. Wow. That's so validating. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. And the last thing I had on my list is I feel like I'm not really fully 100% sure what it's going to look like, but I f- feel like Seb and I have some big collective plans for next year, and I'm mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. so excited about it. Like, maybe they're mm-hmm. not even big from the outside, but I feel they feel very big and important to us Yeah, and also just feel very good. Like, both of us are just so sure that, like, next year is going to be really good for us, and that's so nice to, like... Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah. I probably, I maybe have like a little inside scoop on a little bit of them, but I don't know if I know the full scope. I feel like you don't. I don't think anybody does. I don't even know that we do. Like I think yeah. that, cause I mean, obviously one of them is Seb bought land for the farm this year and that was mm-hmm. huge for him. And he's yeah. made really big strides in the last few weeks, which I'm so proud of him for doing. And like, he's I think that there's a good, this is funny because I feel like this dream of his has been a couple of years and in the making and Mm -hmm. the whole time he's been like, yeah, I'm I'm a farmer. I'm going to be a farmer. Like, I'm, this is what I'm doing. And now I feel like it's actually happening and it's fun to like see that. It's coming to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Materialize. So it's really exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. What about you? What shifts have you made this year? I feel like the biggest one is probably just being more open in general because like this podcast forces me to talk about myself and talk about my thoughts. And and I think because in our friendship in general, and I think like through this podcast, like our relationship is very much a place of openness. Like even if there are things that I don't share on the recorded podcast, like right. there are things that I share with you that maybe I don't share with other people mm-hmm. um, or would be less likely to talk about like unless, but it's like when we get on here, it's like, okay, like this here's your, here's things. your space where you lay it out. And so when you're like, how's your week? I'm like, it was freaking terrible. <laughs> let me tell you why. And you just let me rattle on for 40 minutes, like, which is so I'm kind. Hear it. Yeah. Um, And so I think all of that like has really helped me be more vulnerable with my thoughts and feelings and encouraged me to be more honest about like what really is going on. Cause it's like, I don't, like it's just easy for, it's much easier for me to just say, yeah, yeah, my week was good. Work's cool. Whatever. Move on. How about you? What's up with you? (laughs) Ask all the questions to the other person. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like not the, not the culture of our relationship. And so. Um, and not the culture of this podcast, certainly. So uh, it's just practice. I think it's a place. Yeah, to it practice is that behavior, and mm-hmm. that's so nice for me to hear because I'm happy that you're sharing your feelings with me. 
And also to bring it back (laughs) to your point of connection, like it, that openness and vulnerability is only a place for connection. Like that, you know, the closing off and not telling people how you feel is, does not foster connection in the first place. Absolutely. So Brene would be proud to hear you say that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm so happy about her new book. I can't wait to read it. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh my gosh. This is embarrassing. I didn't know she had a new one coming out. Yeah, it just came out. What is it? It's called Atlas of the Heart. It's more of like a coffee table book too. So I'm excited. Okay. I feel like, yeah. What does the cover look like? It's red. It has, I think it has a heart on it. I'm not 100%. I actually think I have seen this maybe on somebody's like Goodreads account, but I didn't like take in that it was by Brene. Yeah. Well, Brene, if you're listening, which we're pretty sure you are, (laughs) uh, we would love to have you on so you can promote your new book. Oh my gosh. That's the dream. Mm Mm-hmm. That's like 2025, maybe. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a big one. I think another one that I really attribute to you is being okay and changing my mindset on like what productivity looks like. Wow. And I feel like I've taken more days this year where I've been like, I just need to do nothing. That's and great. that is okay. And it's what I need. And that's fine. I'm so happy to hear that. And also yeah. it makes me laugh because I feel like that's the internal dialogue I have with myself all the time. It's not like yeah. it's a lesson that I'm good at. It's the thing that I'm repeating to myself because I know it's yeah. true. I'm not good at it. So your daily uh, affirmation that you don't quite believe yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's been, that's been really nice and like freeing in a way. And like, yeah, I'm certainly not perfect at it, but I think I'm I'm accepting it more and allowing myself to live in that space more when I need to and not spending as much time being like, okay, but what if you just did like these seven things first and then you can relax? Yeah. And then this is like a really little one, but just journaling more. I'm certainly not a daily or weekly journaler by any means, but I have journaled more this year probably than any year since maybe I was like a little kid or something. (laughs) So, and it's always helpful. It always is. I don't, I'm still for sure resistant to it at times, but uh, that's been good. Happy to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Well, on the flip side, what struggles have you had this year that you're comfortable sharing? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a little bit on like <laughs> to contradict myself a bit from what I just said, like obviously sharing my feelings and thoughts in general is something I will. I don't know if I'll ever be fabulous at it, which as I say that, I'm like, that's a limiting belief. (laughs) Um, So there I am learning and growing right there, real time. But I think I still, although I have had many corrective experiences, uh, I still have a lot of fears around being open with people that I'm very attached to and don't have like full trust with, Mm -hmm. which is really sad. Like, cause I, I think, in therapy, maybe like a month or ago or something, uh, we were talking about something. And then she kind of asked like, hmm, I wonder like what it would take for you to feel secure. Oh, good question. And I was like, wow, like it, it totally comes back to that, like all of it. And I, attachment is so huge. And I feel like one of the, we're, we'll probably do an episode on attachment in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we talk about it in a lot of episodes, but like my security and trust in other people to love me no matter what my feelings are towards them. Like 
even though it feels like it should be there or I maybe think it's there. Like when it comes down to it, it's not. Um, yeah. And so I think continuing to work on how how am I seeking security? What do I need? And is like what – how do I ask for it? Like if it's – I mean, I'm yeah. sure a lot of it is work for me, but also I think some of it's probably work that I would need assistance from, from the people that I don't feel that with. Right. Honestly, I think that's a fascinating – question too, because like, have you really thought about what it would take for you to feel secure? Yeah. Because I mean, no, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was actually listening to a podcast today about the concept of like a self-contract almost like Mm -hmm. setting a contract with yourself. And I feel like this is a place where you could play around with that concept. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I've established that what it takes for me to feel secure is X, Y, and Z. And like when those requirements are met, like how would it feel to feel secure? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's something that, yeah, I've definitely struggled with this, with this year in not like, it's not like it happens all the time, which I think that's part of it. I think if it was something that was impacting my life in a greater way that I would be more, inclined or more hungry to like find that answer. Mm -hmm. But I think because it is an infrequent experience for me that is very uncomfortable and I hate it and I don't want to feel that way. And I do want answers to like what it is I need because I'm sure it would change my life in some way. It's hard to, because they're infrequent, it's hard to like face those fears when I'm like, well, this probably, this might not happen again for six months or, you know, whatever. Like I hear you on that. I feel the same way, especially in like relationships specifically. Mm -hmm. I have certain things that trigger me that I'm like, I would love to work on this or like fix this, but it happens Mm -hmm. so infrequently that I don't even know how to go about getting to the bottom of it or addressing it. Yeah. And is that just us like minimizing our experiences in some yeah. way. Uh, well, I'm sure I I do feel sure that if I were to like take a look at those things that it would it would help. Like it would help probably in more ways yeah. than just those little instances, you know. I, I'm yeah. a big believer that you know, when you clear up things like that, it just makes space in other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't mastered that one yet. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> um and I think probably like in that same neighborhood setting boundaries is just a struggle. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, I mean, and it's all like related, like it's all about my fears. I feel like like we need to do a full episode on boundaries. Yeah. It's so hard. Everybody has to, I don't know. I feel like as a society, we're not great at boundaries yet. Yeah. And maybe we can like interview somebody who is like, do you know anybody who you feel like is really good at setting boundaries? I really don't. I don't either. I mean, maybe I do, and I'm just not thinking about them. But we'll have to give it some thought. we need to find. We need to put it out a Craigslist ad. <laughs> if you're good I mean, at setting honestly, boundaries, please come on our podcast. Seb might be. I feel like men are better at it than women. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, something to noodle over. Yeah, I think those are my those are my main two. What about you? What what struggles have you had this year? What are you I, working through? I think it's funny that you kind of circled back to ones that you also mentioned in the growth category because I feel like I'm the same. Like I definitely yeah. struggled with the physical things before I felt like I was, you know, in a good spot, which yeah, it's just the nature of it, you know? Yeah. Um, same thing with like my uncertainty and self-doubt. I feel like I was, 
I feel like that will probably be one of those things that I do struggle with for the rest of my life, but mm-hmm. I am in a better place than I was at the beginning of the year with both of those things. Yeah. Um, and again, with my like last few years, I feel like I've been in, a, in an endless loop of trying to like, quote unquote, figure out my life. And mm-hmm. I definitely still f- feel like I struggled with that. But again, I feel like we're coming to an end of a cycle or something because I feel like everything's, you know, starting to wrap up in a nice, neat little bow, which it's funny because I think that if we had tried to do actually every year at the end of the year, I'm like, oh, I had good things that happened. I had bad things mm-hmm. that happened. But I also think that I tend to like sweep the bad things under the rug sometimes. Hmm. And I think that this is the first year that I've been able to really be honest. And it's because I haven't had to downplay the things that I was struggling with because they're yeah. like, I'm actually in a good spot. Yeah. So that's lovely. It is. It's nice. I also would like to get better about not sweeping things under the rug and like being honest with myself when I'm yeah. struggling. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Well, area for growth. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> Okay, do you have a favorite episode that we recorded or an episode that was like really difficult to record? This was such an interesting question because I feel like as soon as we actually, as soon as I finish editing a podcast, it kind of leaves my brain, truly. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say that this is a generality, but I think that the ones that we've recorded where I've been able to share with you something that I think a lot about or love Mm -hmm. that you're not familiar with, those are the ones that I've really loved. So limiting beliefs, money, human design, like all of those concepts that I actually spend quite a bit of my time thinking about and you are less familiar with, that's just been really nice for me to be able to share with somebody who's receptive. Yeah. Well, and I love those because I get to ask questions and not talk as much and listen, which is where I really love to be. So... (laughs) I, and getting to like learn about some really interesting things and I feel like you uh, just said I really like it when I don't have to share my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And I really um, like to talk, so here we are. <laughs> I know, it's a perfect match, you guys. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that if I had to like really pick one, I really honestly like the episode Technically two, but we recorded them all at one time that we did with Seven Taylor. Oh, that was I a good one. That was really fun. Yeah, I agree. That one was really fun. It was super fun. And it honestly kind of felt like our first double date in a way. It really did. Honestly. <laughs> truly. Uh, so that was cute. What about an episode that was difficult to record for you? Honestly, probably the one that we did like right at the beginning that was about like our growth stories. I had so much anxiety talking Mm. about my career path as I kind of always do. I have a hard time when people ask me what I do or like things like that because I feel like I don't have a succinct answer for anybody and that's difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, that was so long ago. I know that was, but it was also like our second or third episode, I think. So that probably yeah. played into why I was struggling with the words as well. Yeah. What about you? What have been your favorite and least favorite? Well, uh, as no surprise to anyone, I have really enjoyed the interviews that we've done, of course. <laughs> including the ones where I basically get to interview you. Those have just been re- – and we've just had, like, really good ones. Like, Julia and Laura, like, 
both of those episodes were like really good. Like were, I feel like yeah. we both learned a lot. So I've, I really loved both of those. I think the episodes that were the most difficult, I'm sure I'm leaving some out because I feel like we have had conversations where we were like, oh, I was like really nervous about this episode. And then it like went way better than expected, but I can't really remember like what they actually were. Maybe next year we'll take notes on how is this experience for you? Like in our I do remember that you were very anxious about the episode about anxiety. Oh, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel my palms starting to sweat just <laughs> you at the were like, mere oh mention. My God, I, have to, I have to talk about my anxiety. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. The other two that come to mind, the body image episode mm. where it was just us was difficult. It just it is not something that I ever one. talk about. And yeah. it is so hard it's and personal. it is it's so personal and it's such a huge part of my brain space. Mm -hmm. Not always, but a lot of my life has been lived there. And I think because that is not something that I have ever really, like even in therapy, like didn't talk about that. So I think that episode was, I honestly think part of me was like on not autopilot, but like blacked out during it. Cause I don't think, I don't remember feeling nervous necessarily when we were recording it. But when I think back to that episode, I feel nervous. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was the like uh alternative life paths one. Oh. Was kind of difficult. Yeah, because I th- again I think it was just stuff that I spend a decent amount of time thinking about sometimes or in my life have spent some time thinking about. Yeah. But never talked about. Right. Well, and I feel like that episode could easily go down the path of like, okay, well what are the things in my life that I regret? And yeah. you don't want to ruminate on that. No, yeah. But then, yeah, it's hard for sometimes for my brain to let things go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those were probably the most difficult ones. Okay. Well, have there been any other podcasts or podcast episodes created by other people th- that mm-hmm. you've listened to this year that have had an impact on you? Yeah, I think – I mean, I listen to a lot of Armchair Expert. Mm-hmm. That's probably the one that I listen to. Actually, I know it is because Spotify Rap told me so that that is the podcast that I listen oh. to the most. <laughs> um but that episode with the well Esther Perel any episode yeah, but she had another she had another episode not too long ago on there where she talked about like her game um and like relationships in the pandemic and then Esther Perel when she was on Brené Brown I mm-hmm. we have not talked about it yet but I did listen to it and I <laughs> it was so good it I honestly like I need to like listen to it again because Everything both of them say, every sentence, I'm like, this is the smartest, most profound, most powerful sentence anyone has ever spoken. And then it just, they just (laughs) keep doing it. It's the whole podcast is that. Yeah. I mean, that's my experience with every one of Dr. Brene Brown's episodes. That's just so smart. That's definitely my most listened to podcast for sure. Yeah. The other one that I really loved, which I know you're going to love this, is uh, when Oprah was on <laughs> uh, Monica Padman and Kristen Bell's oh, podcast. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was Shattered Glass, and now it's We Are Supported By. That's mm-hmm. the their new name. Yeah. But yeah, that I just I've recommended that episode to a lot of people, and it I think I talked about this in our parenting episode. But I think about how she talks about how Toni Morrison was like, "Your kids just." 
want to know if your eyes light up when they walk in the room. And that just, I don't, I probably may, maybe need to do some exploration, but that sentence like really hit me and like have not forgotten it. And I, I feel like sometimes when kids come to see me at work, I have some regulars for sure mm-hmm. that want to chat. And I think sometimes I'm busy and whatever. And I think about that of like, oh, these kids just want to know I'm happy to see them. Like, yeah. yes, they maybe need to check in about something, but that is something that I can give them that's free yeah, and doesn't take much from me. So now that you've said that, I can't remember who it is, but there's somebody that I follow on Instagram who signs all of their posts. I love you for free. And I love that. Oh, that's sweet. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. What about you? I know you're a big podcast consumer as well. So yeah, um, for sure, Dr. Brene, I listen to – I think you call her doctor. I – obviously, her name is Brene, but I feel like most people don't know that she's Dr. Brene Brown, and that frustrates me because she worked really hard. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and also, I actually heard her on We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle mm-hmm. and Abby Wambach. Mm-hmm. Um talk about how frustrating it can be as a woman in her realm yeah, to be conflated as like this self-help soft skills, like mm. women's mag kind of situation yeah. when in reality she's a researcher and like right. a professor and like, sh- you know, she works really hard and all of the things that she writes are very science-based and yeah. um, people discount that a lot. So I do, I try to remember to say Dr. Brene instead of just Brene. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I love her podcast. But outside mm-hmm. of that, there are quite a few people in, I guess they're in the human design space, but I think that I follow them not specifically for human design information, but for more of their lifestyle and like the way they operate in the world. Right. But eight of them got together and created an app and it launched this week and it's called spacious and I am so happy that they've done this. It's just nice to see people collaborate in this way. And like they basically went in, you know, equal parts and made an app and it's all different types of, I guess, podcasts, some more like meditation songs sort of things, but it's an audio based um, app. And so some of the podcasts that I already love, like Divinely Human by Jazz of Moon and Mm -hmm. Each Other, which is like a podcast that four of them had already done together. Yeah. Um, They're on there, but they also have new stuff that launches. I honestly think that they launch one thing every day, which is kind of cool. Wow. Um, Because there's eight of them. It's like they paired off and into twos. And so... Then there's one person that does like two things. So she releases one by herself, but they're able to, to launch one thing a day. And that's really cool. So I've been enjoying that so far. Yeah. And I'm also, they, it's, it's a small monthly fee to do that one. And I'm just really happy to see people like monetizing their work in a way that's a little bit different than the average model. Cause I think that yeah. we've got to figure out it's, it's fascinating to me that podcasts are not monetized. They're just not monetized very well. Like I was even talking to sub about it and he was saying like, Oh, well with songs, you know, the creator gets something every time somebody plays a song. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you would think that that would be the same thing with podcasts, but it's not. 
Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So I think the podcast model, not that I'm not like, I don't even care if we make any money off of this, but I just think yeah. that for in general, for people who are creating content, they um, ought to be rewarded for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's fine. All right. Well, what about any hopes or dreams or goals for the next year of podcasting? To be totally honest, I don't think I have any. And I think that that is what makes this project fun for me. Yeah. Because I think the minute I attach a goal to to it, then it would suck the fun right out of it. Um, That's fair. Yeah. I do think that I would like to share more of my spirituality somehow, whether that's on the podcast or not. Yeah. But I also want to do that in a way that feels good to me. And also that's not like, I mean, not that you care, but I don't want to like hijack this and make it the Bracey show. So that's. I'm always down for the Bracey show. (laughs) (laughs) Because one of my hopes, dreams, and goals is doing more interviews. Um, I. Especially getting the boys back on for a little yeah, part two. That they have fun. a lot more to say. And it's been like almost a year at this point. I feel like we should definitely do that. Maybe we'll make it like a recurring series or something. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, like having them on. Did we have them on in January, February of was, last year? I think it was February, yeah. Okay. Maybe we can have them on every February, our little Valentines. Oh. Ooh, that actually, would that be interesting or would it be triggering if we did a Valentine's episode where we talked about like past relationships or something well, I think with them? that would be fun. Okay. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't want to do it, but I think that we could do it even if they don't want to. That's true. We can speak for them. <laughs> um, and then the, my, uh, my only real goal is like to post on Instagram because – Good gracious, we that is a big area of growth for us. Is <laughs> posting on Instagram. We're it, terrible at like, it, but also <sighs> I feel like you specifically are like shitting on yourself about it, and that's true. I don't care. Like you know, if people <laughs> yeah. want to come listen, we're we release every we're week. We appreciate you. Yeah, I know that's true. I am. I'm putting a lot of shit on it, but. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to make it a conscious effort cuz I'm like it's just like two posts a month really like not that's not hard. hard. <laughs> it feels but hard. If it, it does it feels hard for whatever reason, but maybe next year we'll we'll grow in that area. I feel like you don't do resolutions as like a general theme. Am I right in that or am I remembering incorrectly? I used to freaking love New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. for real. Like it was mm-hmm. my jam. And I actually do think that this year I have been thinking more about the new year in general. I think, as I've said, I feel like I'm kind of moving out of one cycle and kind of into another. And that feels important for me. So I do think mm-hmm. that I'll do something to honor that transition than reading about witchcraft and things like that so maybe i'll do some sort of like candle lighting ceremony or something Ooh, yeah i think that the only thing that i'm really focused on for next year is stepping more into myself which is kind of a perpetual goal you know yes it's always happening so what about you do you have any hopes for next year i definitely do taylor and i are very serious about the resolutions (laughs) Which, I love that. It's just it's just funny. Like it just I always uh I always love it when we think the opposite on something. Well, I think you're just um, a much more focused person than I am. Maybe. In maybe I way. am like, in a more like, like traditional okay, way. You're like, okay, I want to 
be able to like run however many miles and like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, good for you. I'm going to be here. <laughs> I know. I think it, it's like the really like the crux of our podcast, like like-hearted, like we yeah. are so happy for each other and mm-hmm. whatever the person is like doing and have so many, like our values are so aligned and our mm-hmm. hearts are aligned on everything, but our brains are like, I don't think I don't it like that. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just love it. Um, so we have actually already started jotting down. We have, we, <laughs> the last couple of years have put all of our resolutions into categories. Um, so we'll have like a physical resolution, like a relationship resolution, personal, professional, like all that stuff. So we haven't got everything nailed down just yet, but we have the other night we spent like 30 minutes just like brainstorming, like just throwing stuff out there. Yeah. Of like things that we might want to work towards. Yeah. That's similar to the card pulls that I do for myself at the end of the year. Like I, oh I bucket those, I bucket those into categories. Oh my gosh. Can we do a card pull on air? Sure. Yeah. I've actually been thinking about doing a card <gasps> pull specific to the podcast. Um, but I feel like I need to do that with you. So I haven't. Uh, yeah, maybe we can do that like towards the new year of for this podcast, for you, for me. Okay. All right. So maybe we'll do a card pull episode. Yeah. That would be really fun. I would love that. Yeah. Well, I just love you and I, I love, love this podcast. So I do. And I wanted to say a really big thank you for the people who are here every week. Shout out to yes. my mom, at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. we had several friends post about their Spotify wrapped. Oh, my or gosh. Like, that was like – Send text the messages. Craziest. I know. It just – I know. I, I feel like to see our podcast on like people's top five or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And like, even though I know that our podcast is on Spotify, like Spotify is such a huge platform that it feels crazy that it's like, oh my God, wait, that's us. That's yeah. our podcast. <laughs> I'm just so grateful that people care enough to listen to us every week. I know. I that. We, we really love y'all. We really yeah. do. And if you guys have any ideas for like what you would like to hear us talk about, we would for real, love to hear them and truly give us some- Or if you want to be on the podcast, yeah. we would love to have you. If you have something you want to talk about, we will interview you. Anna will Absolutely. ask you all the questions. I will. I would be thrilled to ask you all the questions. <laughs> so please send us an email at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And follow along on Instagram for maybe some posts in the new year at likeheartedpod yep. on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you in two weeks. See ya.